Hi Redeemed Church, so glad you have tuned in. Merry Christmas. My name is Elizabeth Vandergren and I am so honored to bring you the message today. Um, Dave is out of town doing a wedding and so I have been given the opportunity to bring you the message which I think is going to be encouraging. Um, just remember uh, before we get started that we have a Christmas service on December 23rd. Check out Redeem. Dot church and we also have an all church zoom Sunday so we will not be having um, church in person Saturday next week <laughs> so check that out we hope to see you there I am so honored to be giving you this message today um, I love when the Lord is given gives me opportunities to speak about Christ and I uh, in preparation for this message I really do feel he has a very special encouraging word for the body of redeemed church and I can't wait to share that with you uh, that is actually has nothing to do with scripture it's just like a love affirmation that he wants to give to you but he did give me a message from scripture and because it is Christmas time um, it is around the birth of Christ and so I just want to jump right into the message before we do can we pray together uh, Father God, would you be with everyone who is watching the, the sermon right now online? Would you be with, my, be with me, God? Would you give me the words that you want to say to redeem church, to the body of Christ, to all of those um, believers and those um, seeking you and those wanting to know more? Would you fill them with your spirit and reveal Christ in their hearts now, Father God? Thank you so much. Amen. So the title of this message is called tongues of fire and before the message really uh, started to develop in my heart i had the title of this message and um and so it it's it's i hope you find this to be a, an exciting and encouraging word for you um, it's going to be like it sounds tongues of fire and so i'm going to actually give you the three points right up front so if you can get your notes and go ahead if you're a note taker go ahead and jot those down get your bible this is a very scripture heavy word for today and so you're going to want to read along it'll be up on the screen but um, yes the three points for this message right up front is number one the holy spirit's job is to reveal christ point number two so our job as believers filled with the Holy Spirit is to reveal Christ. And point number three, we can build up the body of Christ. We can restore the church body, restore our families, restore our souls by revealing Christ in others. So those are the three points. The main message is revealing Christ. And how are we going to do that? One of the ways we are going to do that is through declaration. Our tongues are going to be tongues of fire. So let's jump right into the very first family of God. Jesus is born to Mary, as we know. And Isaiah the prophet prophesies this 700 years before Jesus is born. It says, our first verse is Isaiah 9, 6. He prophesies through being filled with the Holy Spirit, he says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So the first job of the Holy Spirit is to reveal Christ. So how and what did he reveal to Isaiah? So through the Holy Spirit, Isaiah speaks out, he declares that, reveals this about Jesus. Jesus is the son of God. He is a father. He is a prince. He is a counselor. He is God. And he reveals his nature. He is wonderful, mighty, everlasting. He is peace. 
And so cool, this verse right here, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. This is such a cool revelation of Christ, especially during uh, this time of year when we have election season, that we can have faith that the government is going to be upheld by Christ. It rests on the shoulders of Christ. So Isaiah reveals this about Christ 700 years before Jesus comes. So now let's go to Mary. 700 years later, we are going to be reading out of Luke chapter 1, 26 through 38. She is a young Jewish girl, and the angel Gabriel comes to her. He was, Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and, you, and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. So Christ is revealed through the angel. He says, that his name is going to be Jesus. He is going to be great. He is the son of the most high. He has the, he is going to be coming from the line of David. He is going to reign over the house of Jacob and to his kingdom. There will be no end. So stopping there, right there, that is how Holy Spirit revealed uh, Christ. Christ is revealed and Mary. Okay. So she gets filled with the Holy Spirit soon here and Instead of, I want you to pay attention to this point, as Gabriel is talking to her, she is discerning what Gabriel is saying. And you'll see here that she is showing faith in what Gabriel is saying to her. Let's go down to Luke 1, 26 through 38. I'm sorry. Um, 146 through 55. So, Mary is filled with the Holy Spirit. She's having faith that the uh, Holy Spirit has just conceived the Savior in her womb. And through the Holy Spirit, she now is revealing Christ. She sings this beautiful song. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. So through the Holy Spirit, point number two, she reveals Christ. She's a young Jewish girl. She knows the law, but she's just a young Jewish girl. 
she, Jesus is in her womb. She hasn't met her son yet. She hasn't come to know the nature of Christ yet. But through the Holy Spirit, she, she reveals who Christ is. The Savior is mighty. He does great things. He is holy. He is merciful. He shows his strength. He scatters the proud. He exalts the humble and brings down the mighty from their high, proud places. He fills the hungry with good things. He sends the rich away empty. And he has helped. So now she's She's declaring what Christ has already done. He has helped the nation of Israel remember the mercy of God. And she is declaring that he has spoken to Abraham and to all of the fathers before her, reminding them that he is faithful. So she has declared Jesus' faithfulness for generations. This is a young girl who, through the Holy Spirit, was able to reveal Christ. Let's go on to another uh, person in the first family of Jesus, Zechariah. We are going to be moving to Luke chapter 1, 5 through 15. Okay, so Zechariah, a relative of Mary. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now, while he was serving as a priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside the, the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. Just like, just like Mary, she was troubled. But the angel of the Lord to him comforted him and said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord. And he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. Okay, so let's just look at the difference between Mary and Zechariah upon hearing the revelation of Christ for the angels. She, she is discerning. She doesn't speak out her doubts, but she acts in faith. Zechariah, unfortunately, doubts and says that he, um, excuse me, um, he questions. So let's go down to the next, you'll see this in the next passage here, um, Luke 1, um, I'm sorry, 18. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know? For I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent unable to speak until the day that these things take place because you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their time so in this moment he has he could have had the opportunity to to have faith and to not doubt and probably keep his speaking abilities and probably could have danced at that moment with rejoice that he is going to have a son john uh in, in near impossible situations with his barren wife whereas mary does not doubt and she has been able to be filled with the holy spirit right away and she's dancing for joy so these are this is sort of the outcome here where like possibly if you don't have faith in what you're hearing from the holy spirit there might be a little bit of a 
of a, a hurdle that might come up in your life. You may not be able to propel forward like Mary did in that moment. But let's move on as there's more to this story. Okay, so going down, continuing on with Zechariah, we're going to go to Luke 1, 57 through 66. Okay, so now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise a child, and they would have called him Zechariah after his father, but his mother said, No, he will be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives are called by this name. So they made signs to Zechariah because he could not speak and inquiring what Zechariah wanted to call his son, and he asked for a writing tablet. This is important. Please keep note of this. And he wrote down, his name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, loosed and he spoke, blessing God. This is a sub-point here. Faith loosens. So in this moment, you know, he's had some time to think. He's probably, you know, been signing and talking as best as he could by writing with his wife, learning a lot. Um, she has declared that his name will be John. The angel told Zechariah that he would be John. He has faith and he writes it out. So a sub point here is that maybe if you don't feel like you can declare or reveal Christ through your spoken word, you can hear from the Holy Spirit. You can write things out. Maybe start that blog. Maybe write that book. You don't have to be an articulate speaker to, to have a tongue of fire to reveal Christ. But because he had faith, immediately his tongue was loosed and he blesses God. So now, verse 67, and his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophes prophesied saying, I would love to read this for you because he reveals Christ. And he reveals the nature of, of his son, John. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from, an old, from old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. So let's go through the points again. Holy Spirit's job is to reveal Christ. He fills us. He fills you, being, filled, having, being a believer and filled with the Holy Spirit. And then a natural occurrence of being filled with the Holy Spirit is to reveal Christ, is to declare. And here Zechariah does that. He says that the Christ has visited, visited his people. He has redeemed us. He is, he is our salvation. And then Zechariah is also able to prophesy over who his son John will be. He is, he is going to be a prophet, and he is just going to prepare the way of the Lord. How does he know this? It's through the revelation of the Holy Spirit. 
So we have Mary and we have Zachariah, two examples in the first family of Jesus, all surrounding the time of Jesus' birth. And we see here the revelation of the Holy Spirit, and we see how the Holy Spirit enables us to reveal Christ. I want to pause here and just take a moment, and, and maybe you might remember um, a couple sermons back when Dave preached about the sort of the end of times, and he asked this really important question that really stuck in my heart. He asked, what would you do more of, or what would you do differently if you knew when Christ was coming back? If you knew when he was coming, and immediately in my heart I heard, well, I would evangelize more because that's the most important thing to tell people about Christ, to reveal Christ in others, to those who need hope, to those who have salvation waiting for them if they just put their trust in Jesus. And that really struck a chord with me because why aren't I out on the street saying Jesus saves? That might be a, a a sort of a bold and dramatic way to declare Christ. There are other ways to proclaim Christ. And this is kind of where I want to go now, that um, I believe God has given us a challenge, given Redeem Church, the body of Redeem Church, and to all who are listening, the challenge to reveal Christ. So how do we do this? How do we build up the body of Christ? How do we build up others by revealing Christ? Well, we lean into what the Holy Spirit is saying. We can encourage them and we can speak out the Jesus that we see in their lives. We can, we can observe, because remember we have eyes to hear, eyes to hear, eyes to see and ears to hear. We have this, this spiritual ability to see truth in others, the Jesus truth in others. And so we can see the giving, the faith, the serving, the kindness, the leadership, the, the artistic talents people have to maybe sing or to dance or to paint or to draw ways that others can reveal Christ. It is our job to reveal Christ in others. Maybe they need to know, maybe other people need to know their identity in Christ, that they are chosen, that they are blessed, that they are purposed, that they have salvation. Maybe it is our job to speak up and use this tongue of fire to build up your children in your own home, your neighbors, your friends. Um, I want to move on to just bring up the point again that Zechariah prophesied and spoke over who his son would be. Fathers, if you're listening, prophesy over your sons and daughters in your home. Tell them what you see in them, their kindness, their, their sharing, their their as they're learning more about Christ and, and just declare that, yes, that's right. Um, you know, my little, my kiddos are learning more about Christ right now. And it's just talking about Christ and saying, you know, you are going to be a man of God. You are going to be a warrior for Christ. You are going to, you are daughter of the most high. Mothers and fathers prophesy over your children. Tell them who they are in Christ. Tell them what they're going to be. People need to know that they are loved. And this is going to be uh, sort of a clue to the word that God has given me um, to the redeemed church body. Um, I have a, another little personal story. Um, if you, I, this is only my second time speaking for redeemed church. My first time was in September. And since then, God has been speaking to me just a little bit differently. And it's actually sort of been uh, frustrating, but I know why now. Um, it is so wonderful to hear the Holy Spirit's voice clearly and to say, that's it, and to have this confirmation. But we have more than that. When we have the Holy Spirit in us, like I mentioned before, we do have eyes to see and we do have ears to hear. It is, uh, it is my job to take the responsibility to observe, not to wait on the Holy Spirit's word all the time, but to take take it upon myself to notice the Jesus in others and to declare it out. 
It is my job to reveal Christ through the truth that I already know in his word. I don't need to wait for this grand moment that Holy Spirit reveals, which are so awesome when that happened. But it's my job to just take it upon myself and to reveal Christ wherever I go. People don't always want to hear about Christ and about faith, but that is our job and, and it is my job. And um, I just feel uh, like God has prepared me to be able to tell you that we need to, to lean into the Holy Spirit, but also use your eyes and use your ears to reveal the Christ in others. Do you want to become a body that reveals Christ? I want our church body to become a body that reveals Christ to, to unbelievers, but to each other. Our people need to be encouraged. If there, is, if there are people in our church body that have gifts and talents that can be used for ministry, maybe they need to be recognized in that. If you see that, call that out. <clears throat> I want to go to um, Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. And this is um, a verse that I felt was super applicable to the title, Tongues of Fire, because when we have the Holy Spirit living in us and we are reading his truth and we are hearing it from ministers, it's like a fire in our bones that has to come out. It says, if I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. This is a natural occurrence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. You have to declare Christ, declare his goodness, declare his love, declare his salvation to others. And it's, it's something that you want others to, to feel, and so you have this burning in your bones to just shout it out. And so I do feel, I do hope that you feel encouraged by these words to, to know that you can declare it out. You have a part in this. You, um, you don't have to be a speaker or a teacher or a prophet. You can, in fact, declare Christ over your own life. Perhaps you yourself need encouragement. You've, you find the promises of God. You find your identity in this word and declare it over yourself. I am chosen. I am loved. I am a daughter of the Most High. I am uh, God's righteousness. Um, just declare these things over your life. Um, and here's another reason why. Even if you don't um, feel like you have a niche, um, you have an opportunity to declare over others. We're going to, the next verse we're going to look at is um, in Philippians about Paul. You know, Paul is imprisoned and um, he has this really cool verse here in Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14, where he's talking about because he is ministering to others, others need that in order to feel emboldened to declare Christ. Like sometimes I need my husband to walk around the house and declare Christ. It ministers to me. It ministers to me just like the baby in Elizabeth's womb when Mary comes in and she has Christ in her womb. I mean, Christ is being revealed so powerfully and so strongly that the baby in Elizabeth's womb is dancing. That's how I feel when my husband reveals Christ and declares Christ. That is how others feel like they need kids. You, you need your mothers and fathers to declare Christ. I need my mom and dad to declare Christ. I need my niece to declare Christ. My sisters, I, I want my pastor to declare Christ and, and reveal Christ. Maybe it's something that we've heard over and over again, but it's like I'm a baby that needs to 
jump. My spirit wants to connect with your spirit. And it does so in the most beautiful of ways when Christ is revealed. This verse is, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. This is how the word of God goes through generations. We declare it out. We have tongues of fire. We, we reveal Christ. Those are the verses that I have today. I, I hope it's not been too scripture heavy because the main point here is that Holy Spirit's job has always been to, to reveal Jesus. It will always be to reveal Jesus. And in this Christmas time where we get to um, focus on the birth of Jesus and what that really means, like right, we are walking really in the truth of the birth of Christ. In this moment, as believers and as um, those who celebrate Christmas, not for the toys and maybe not for the winter solstice, but truly to celebrate the birth of Christ, there's this really sweet specialness that comes over in our, in our hearts, in your heart, um, thinking about what that means. Christ came. He has he planned to come and he came at just the right time and he came to this young girl who was a virgin. He came in the most really beautiful of ways to save us. And so we get to reflect on that. And not only did he come to save us, he came us to give us abundant life as we are on this earth. We get to experience his love. We get to experience his comfort, his leading, his direction. Christ is continually revealed to us. And I want that for you. If you are not a believer yet, um, I, I pray that, that Jesus is revealed in your hearts today. I, re I pray that you see the love in another person and you want to be able to feel that and you want to be able to give that. That is because of Christ. Um, I, can we go back to Isaiah 9-6? Can we just declare again who Christ is, especially at this time of year? He is a child born to us. A son is given. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is such a precious time of year, and I just pray that, um, that you are resting in the revelation of Christ. And so as I close, I would like to give you the word um, that the Lord gave to me to give to you. It was very simple, and I asked him, I'm like, Lord, this is kind of simple, but, um, but it's lovely, and it's very sweet. Um, in praying for you and for Redeemed Church specifically, I felt I heard the Lord very clearly say in my heart that he loves you, and that he sees your faithfulness. He sees every time you click on a sermon link each week. If you have been able to come to the services Saturday night, he sees that. Maybe your family or your friends have been giving you a little bit of, you know, a hard time for, you know, going around other people. We've been super safe. We've been masked up. We've been, we've been socially distanced. We've been following all the protocol that we need to. Um, but maybe you've still been given a hard time. He sees your faithfulness. He sees when you set a time to read his word and to and to talk with him and he loves your faithfulness he loves you can i just pray over all of us today um, i want to bring up the word courage as that is our year our word for the year was to be was was courage and so i want to incorporate that into our prayer father god would you give courage to all who are listening to use their tongues of fire to reveal christ in, in their life, in the lives of their children, in the lives of their friends, in the lives of their family, their co-workers. If they don't know Christ, give them courage to reveal Christ in the most loving way. 
give us the courage to tell others that salvation is waiting for them and abundant life on this earth is waiting for them if they choose to accept Jesus. He, he loves you. He, he, he adores you. He died for you. He came to this earth because he wanted to continue to live with you in eternity. I pray, Lord, that all who are listening rest in the revelation of Jesus this Christmas this Christmas time. Let them enjoy time with their family and enjoy the precious, uh, maybe quiet time that they have with you just to rest in the knowledge that you are king of their lives, that you are in control, and that you love them. Thank you so much, Father God, for your good word. Thank you for Jesus' birth and all that that means for us. In Jesus' name, amen. It was so awesome for me to bring the word to you today, and I do hope this word spoke to you. Please tune in um, next time. God bless.